Hello and welcome to Property Money Trees, Maximising Property Values, the once a month show where I break down the steps of how to recognise, enhance and then extract the values in property in order to create wealth. Would you like to find out how you can benefit from the steps of maximising property values? This is even if you don't own a property yet or have a deposit. If that's a yes, then you're in the right place to find out. My name is Patricia Ogunfaber, and although many know me for my work as a solicitor, on this show, you will be getting the benefit of my 30 plus years worth of experience of maximising property values, experience which has given me a net worth in millions. So who might benefit from listening to this show? Literally anyone with an interest in creating property wealth. Hello and welcome back. Today we're going to start on um, the enhanced part of um, maximising property values. Now this is the most interesting part of everything I've been talking about. To date, I think I've really been bored with what I've had to talk about. But you can't get to this stage without first knowing about those fundamentals. It's extremely boring when you're building foundations because no one actually sees those foundations. It's what you put on top of the foundations that people see and they admire. And it's exactly the same thing with maximising property values um, because you have to be able to build your foundations first. You have to recognise and then you have to be able to secure that property more or less before you start to enhance. So what I'm going to do regarding enhance is I'm going to take one example um, for each episode now and I'm going to really drill down into the numbers, into the thinking behind the decisions that are made. So I'm starting with a very simple example which is also on the Property Money Tree website and you will find that at www.propertymoneytree.co.uk forward slash examples. This was a relatively small flat in W2 London. So it's prime London, absolutely gorgeous setting. It was just absolutely beautiful. Um, Stock of fronted building. So obviously period um, appealing to lots of people, very big windows, um, long lease. So there wasn't a problem there. It was 125 years. The ground rent was minimal, £10 a year. So knew that no future purchaser would be put off by high ground rents. The service charges were relatively low, £88 a month. So again, not a problem there. So this was a studio flat. It had a tiny narrow kitchen. It had a smallish bathroom and it had a good sized sort of like bedroom, sitting room, um, which you always have with um, studio flats. It had high ceilings, 3.2 metres high. And initially I considered perhaps putting a mezzanine floor in to give it the two levels and then leave the kitchen and the bathrooms where they were. Um, But in the end, I thought that might not appeal to everyone. 
And if someone were, say, for instance, to sleepwalk during the night, it could be quite dangerous um, for them. And so in the end, I just thought, no, that may well put some people off. So didn't go for that option. So the next option was to just refurbish it and leave it as it was. But if I were to do that, I honestly didn't think that I'd be able to enhance the value enough to make it worth my while. So I went for the third option, which was to change the studio flat into a one bedroom flat because one bedroom flats are a lot more attractive to people even though the footprint remained exactly the same it just meant that if somebody was living in the flat they could have visitors without the visitors sort of like looking at their beds where they'd just maybe rolled out of bed or um, see their clothes sort of like piled up in a corner um, where they'd thrown them the previous night um, and it just affords another level of privacy which purchasers do value so I knew that was the way forward for that particular flat so what did I do now a lot of people will go into a flat like that and they will do what they want to do and they won't get the necessary permissions and or consents but doing that is not a good idea at all, especially if you want to sell within the next four years. The reason being that when the purchaser's solicitor starts to make inquiries, you will be asked if you've made any alterations to the property. If you lie, it's not worth it because 10 years down the line, you could be sued by the present owner so four years is that magical number. Anything over four years, you can actually insure yourself out of and it won't necessarily cause you any legal problems um, if the solicitor acting for the purchaser is experienced. Inexperienced solicitors often will tell their clients not to go ahead with a purchase if, for instance, you've done some works, but you don't have a building regs certificate, even though they can actually get something called indemnity insurance. And what the indemnity insurance will do is it will guarantee you that if the local authority in the future comes knocking on your door and says, these works were not authorised, you need to undo them and put the property back to how it was, then the insurance will cover your costs of having to do so. And not only that, the insurance will make up any losses that you incur as a result of the enforcement action. So it just makes you wonder why some solicitors won't advise their clients to go for this indemnity insurance or maybe what I should have said is why some solicitors advise their clients not to go ahead with a purchase even though there is an option for indemnity insurance. Right so I decided that I was going to alter the flat, turn it into a one-bedroom um, flat. The layout 
really just lent itself to the current kitchen and bathroom being merged together into one room and that was going to be the bedroom and then the kitchen was going to move into the lounge and then a new bathroom was going to be created without a window in between the new bedroom and the um, lounge. So I applied to the freeholder to do all of these works um, and that caused a delay of probably about two or three months, but it was well worth it. So I had to get an architect to draw up my plans, to do my schedule of works, to put to the freeholder. Because the thing to note is that if you apply to alter a flat, you will need to set out in great detail everything that you plan to do. So your drawings, your before and after drawings, the written narrative of your plans, all of that will need to go to a freeholder who, depending on who they are, may well instruct a surveyor to look over your plans. Um, and some of them really just know what they're doing and they have in-house surveyors anyway. Then with freeholders like that, the process is so much quicker. So did all of that and then did the works and did it to a really, really high standard because of where it was. So this was a very simple um, enhanced project and I'm going to kind of like just go through the figures a little bit just to show that you don't need to be doing something really big, really massive, really expensive in order to make money because this was actually quite small. So the flat itself, um, I bought it for £350,000, which was £10,000 over the asking price. Um, we were asked to put in our best and finals and I put in a bid of £10,000 higher than what the asking price was and I did get it, was really happy, paid £18,000 of stamp duty on it um, together with the solicitor's cost and all the other purchasing costs. The cost came out at 365534 so let's just say 365,500 um, spent about 40,000 pounds doing it up. Remember, it was a very, very small flat. It was about 33 square meters. Um, so that kind of like took me to 405-ish thousand pounds. And when I finished the works and the flat was valued, it was valued at 525,000 pounds. If I'd sold at that price on that day, I would have made a net profit of £119,500, giving a net return on investment of 34.14%. Looking at the gross return on investment, that was a cool 50%. So the profits there would have been 175. So that's 525,000 take away 350,000. 175,000 divided by 350,000 times 100 is 50%. This very simple enhance, anyone can do it. But the value is in finding the right 
property that's going to give you that sort of level of return on what you're putting into it. It was small and because it was small, I could afford to go luxury without breaking the bank because the tiles, for instance, that I used cost about £40 per square metre, but because the bathroom was quite small, overall it didn't cost very much. And so on and so forth. The kitchen wasn't that big. Where you've got smaller developments, you can afford to go high end because you're not going to be using that many sockets or that many switches, not that many doors. Um, I only really ever use expensive doors when I'm doing up really small properties like flats, studio flats, one bedroom flats, because you tend to have maybe like three, four, maximum five doors. So you can afford to buy really expensive doors without it costing you too much. But the effect of what you're doing is what is going to get you that little bit more money. And if it doesn't get you that little bit more money, it will make your property go really quickly. And again, that equates to money because if you've bridged in order to buy that property, it's costing you for every single day that you've not repaid the bridging loan. Doing a place up, it's not tantamount to throwing money away. If you don't get it back, it will help you shift that property a lot, lot quicker. In this particular case, I didn't sell. I rented it out immediately for £1,863 a month. So when it was revalued, I remortgaged it, took all of my money out, and my mortgage was still £1,048 a month. I wasn't paying any of the bills because the tenant was paying those. I was only paying the service charges, which were about £88 a month, and I was paying the ground rent, which was £10 a year. So I was still making a very good profit every month from that property. And that is how you enhance. That is how you create wealth. That is how you maximise property values. So I could have literally just gone in and tarted it up as it was. But if I'd done that, there's absolutely no way that that property would have valued up at £525,000. No way. I could have gone in, put a mezzanine floor in, but it would have put half of my potential buyers off. And again, a valuer going in is wearing a buyer's hat. How attractive is this property is what the surveyors, valuers, ask themselves. How much is somebody going to be willing to pay for this? And then once they've decided that somebody is willing to pay A or B or C or X or Y, that is the value that they put down on your valuation form. And that's the value that you've got to work with. And that worked out brilliantly for me. So from buying this property to having it revalued, I'd enhanced its value by 50%. It wasn't big. It didn't cost an arm and a leg. And all of what was done was done within six months. I honestly wish that every single thing I do 
could give me returns as good as the returns that this particular property offered. But they are out there. Research, research, research. Recognise really good properties. Secure with good loans or good finance, even if you're buying for cash. But when you get to enhance, look at different options. Don't just fix your sights on one particular route. What I do is I will always have three options and then I'll cost each one in terms of how much it will cost me to get to what I'm looking at, how long it will take me to get to the end game. And I will then compare each of those options and decide on the one that is best for me at that point in time. It may be that the option I choose is not the overall best option in terms of financial gain, but it would be the option that's best for me at that time. Remember, you have to do what is best for you. And the whole objective is that you maximise your property values and you create wealth. You're not going to create wealth if you go bankrupt in the meantime. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope that at the very least, you have found the talk thought provoking. There will be some bonus scenes being released over the next few weeks. So please do come back. If you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe. In any event, please do rate and review the episode because it would be great to read your feedback. Thank you very much and hopefully see you next month.